Welcome to the podcast, guys. It's Jason, What's up? Kayla, Keith, and Elliot, and we are the iBuyer Experiment. Today, we're going to talk about the biggest question on everybody's mind, and that is, what is going to happen to the real estate market now that interest rates have exceeded 4%? Ooh. 4%? 4% is still very We low. are in, gosh dang it, uncharted right? high territories. We are. It has not been this high since 2019. But everything else is more expensive, too, so... If everything else went up at the same rate that the interest rate w did, we'd be doing just fine. But we all know some things have gone up well, our real 100, estate, 200%. Our real estate went up 31% in the past year. So Yeah. Insane. Um, I, I read an article about um, how, I don't want to say, 50% of houses went up, or went up or made more money than than an employee last year or something oh, like that. Oh yeah, you made yep. more you money in your home than like the average employee. salary. Yeah. Well, so last year, according, I just was actually reading a report uh, yesterday by CoreLogic, uh, Arizona was the second highest dollar equity appreciation at $91,000 average equity appreciation that happened in Arizona. Second to only California that went up 117,000. But when you put that in perspective of ratios, we went way higher in ratios than they did because their average sales price has been high for a long time. Mm -hmm. So $117,000, our $91,000 uh, ratio is obviously much higher than their $117,000 mm -hmm. ratio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So there's Very. a lot of toy haulers out on the roads, and I think it's because there were many cash out <laughs> refis and people are getting toys and wow. new Escalades. <laughs> right. Ton, tons yeah. of new stuff. I, to me, I, that's, I'm just going to be honest because I guess that's, I lived through it once already, right? I saw all this happen in yep. uh, 05, 06, 07, and then I've also scares the shit out of me. There's a, there's a push on um, uh, uh, home equity line of credit yep. right now. I, I got two calls from wow. banks about <laughs> home equity line of credit in the past couple of days. What's the rates? Well, I don't know. I didn't ask, but um, I just noticed that they're calling me. Yeah. Hey, hey you, know, you got you a bunch home of equity line of credit? Yeah, you got to push money. Yeah, they're not they're not getting so many loans or they're going to start lowering the loans or getting less loans and start to go for the home equity line of credits. So that makes me think, you know, in all this rates and all this financial stuff that's going on as we were preparing for the the podcast, what do you guys think about uh, what happened last uh, Tuesday with good old Sean Black, which I will say I have a ton of admiration for the guy. I think he's um, a bright, bright bright guy we're talking like, about Ellie how jacked he is crush. right like yeah. well, yeah, say he, a lot of people think he's a meathead through the door remember, he is not a meathead I that dude Elliot is smart I, we were watching a video of sean black and sean's like doing a tour through a house and elliot's like "Ooh, he's ripped Ooh, he has tattoos yeah. <laughs> all checking him out i got he's like, like, he's got, like damn I jeans fit good i got man crush <laughs> just kidding okay no, but he's a smart dude yes that's a smart guy respect yes so they got 220 million dollars right Extra, yep. and then they laid off half their half their employees. Mm. So this obviously it was a stipulation mm. of the two hundred twenty million dollars. Reading between the lines, stipulation. To, uh, yeah, I mean, they didn't say that, but mm -hmm. probably what's going on. You just if think about that for a second. I mean, being in a position of, of you know a CEO in power like that, what that meeting was like, you know, what goals they were going after, and be like, hmm, okay, well. That's a pretty big decision. I mean, he know. I mean, anyone in that position knows. Like, holy cow, that's gonna. This is, it's gonna be huge in both positive mm -hmm. and potential negative ways. Well, well Knock <laughs> hired Goldman Sachs to take them public, yep. so they yep. were gonna do. Um, they were gonna go public through a SPAC, 
Mm-hmm. But we know how SPACs are performing in the market right now. And apparently uh, they're just down 30-something percent. And so essentially, yeah. He There's a lot of conservativeness, I think, going on around it. Right. So even though he was able to raise more equity, uh, I think that the takeaway is he intended to go public. He had a valuation at $2 billion. He had a slashes valuation. And obviously, we saw he had to lay off um, a lot of his staff. Yeah, there's no question. Even though it was like, woohoo, more more cash, more you know, because it wasn't like 50 million of it equity too. So I mean, that's accessible liquid cash. It would. I don't know. A fair amount of liquid cash. I I want to say I'm not sure, but I I think that's what it was. Anyway, with that said, could you imagine like you know that that like Keith was saying, hey got a good solid capital raise to, you know, push the vision more. Obviously we have investor confidence, you you know, whatever series it was. And then, but we need to lay off a few hundred people. Right. So it's like, talk about a bittersweet circumstance. Well, you know how you, you know, get a healthy tree is you prune it. Mm. Ooh, I like that. Jay. Mm -hmm. That was so wise, Jason. I I feel uh, like I'm like sitting next to Yoda. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Tree prune you. Treat is that prune you must. (laughs) 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 Oh my god, that's really funny. Uh, So so wise. The other thing too, I think that is just so um, unique, right? Is all of this the space that continues to grow and shift um, around this, you know, financial tech stuff, right? Like I know we've been really obviously had our eye on a lot of this space because of the the demand right even though rates have gone up inventory has not spiked demand is every bit as strong as it as it has been um the other you know nugget i think that really is going to come into play in this if we really look at all the moving pieces was 60 minutes just did a set uh well, I, don't, I don't know within the last week on institutional buyers buying houses across america Right. And so what they're talking about is ultimately we are still about four million houses short in America of new builds. Right. So it puts a lot of pressure on the new build. These institutions are continuing to buy up houses, driving up rent prices, um, you know, across America. The speculation of it is, is that rents across America, as we've been saying, you know, in the last cut, several podcasts, it's going to go up another 10 to 15 percent, went up 10 to 15 percent last year. Right. So. It's, it's squeezing that middle class, it Mm -hmm. squeezing it big time. And not to mention, I mean, when you you were literally at the space now, again, we were just talking with Curtis, our camera guy a second ago about rents versus buy. I mean, you, you have it most, most communities now, the, the rental, the average rent is more than the average mortgage. Yeah. We just had a little like rent versus buy little, you know, Mm -hmm. evaluation with Curtis. (laughs) (laughs) Curtis, you have to insert your picture here. So that way we know people people can see your glowing face. Yes. Yes. We, we would like for you to be a homeowner, Curtis. Yes. <laughs> and you pay me in. Do it before it's too late. <laughs> well, I'm really passionate about homeownership because, you know, we, we have history to show that it's one of the, the ways that Americans obtain wealth. Yep. So one in three multimillionaires, their um, wealth comes from, it's 40%. So it's 40 something percent. One th- uh, that that uh, their wealth comes from um, real estate. That'd be thirty-three percent. It's over that though. That's why oh, I said that. Oh, over that. Okay, gotcha. So I think that what's interesting, and this was mentioned in that sixty minutes um, segment, which was really good. So go Google it, watch it. it. Was a really good segment, and 
kind of outlines the things that we've been sharing in our coaching calls for, for months and months, right? Kind of trying to peel back the the curtain or pull back the curtain and show agents exactly what is happening to our industry, what is yep. happening with the institutionalization of real estate. And something interesting to note is that of all of the rentals that are held across America of single family homes, only 2% of them are owned institutionally. Yeah. Only includes, 2%. And that includes all those big companies that have 80,000 homes. 100,000 home, imitation 100, homes. homes. You know, yep. you've got yeah. like so only 2%. Tricon, only 2%, right? And so of all of the other homes that are being rented out as single family rentals, it's by like mom and pop Pops. investors, right? Mm-hmm. They're landlords. <clears throat> and what we know about this demographic is they're aging out. They're getting older. They're yep. not wanting these portfolios anymore. They're maybe yep. not wanting to be a landlord anymore. And so a lot of these individuals are selling their homes. So if you know anyone that owns a, a bunch of single family homes and they're looking maybe to um, you know, retire and move on from maintaining those homes, yeah. submit those to Zudelio. We can package those up, and often if you sell a few at a, the same time, you can get a much better price on all of your properties together. Yep, portfolio purchasing. Yeah. Good stuff. So my thought and question was um, what we were talking about is, you know, wh- even though with rates going the way they are, obviously inventory issues are not going anywhere. Um, you know, builders are still dealing with supply chain issues, right? There's definitely some big rocks that, you know, big rock problems that have to be solved. My, my thought and question is around us is, does this actually push more for the FinTech become a cash buyer, buying cash, cash is king, you know, however you want to, the different program names that exist out there around it. Is that going to be pertinent more now because with the rate hike, now I must get a better deal. I can't go quite as much over a list in a finance situation. I need to give that seller more certainty. And if the inventory backs down, right, and houses actually start selling for around list price, are you going to get, have more negotiation power, right? So, so to me, it actually only benefit or uh, spotlights the importance of that type of strategy more, quite frankly, as, as, as I personally process. And I'm curious to see what your guys' thoughts were. Yeah, I think it's going to be just everyone Everyone does it, right? I think all lenders eventually will have this product. I, yep. think, I don't think it's some, it's a company out there that's offering this product and they're the only ones going to be doing this is a, this is a finan- This is like a mortgage, right? Financial this instrument. Is, this, this is the new mortgage where the lender is going to be able to have, they have a, they have an, a massive account <coughs> that, that buys these properties within 10 days and then they finish the loan. And then these loans will eventually be able to happen in 10 days anyways. So yep. they'll be able to just, you know, move them right into loans um, as, as the technology increases. And I mean, I'm looking down, you know, 10 years down the, down the road, but I think maybe even it, sooner, it could, be, it could be sooner. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think this is just a financial instrument that everyone's going to be able to use. And um, every, every homeowner that is ready to go buy a house, they're going to get a- approved for cash and they'll be able to have their agent buy their house in cash and, it'll turn into a mortgage and that's it. And yep. if, you, if you don't have that and it's just a mortgage, it's going to be weird. You're going to be like, uh, well, what's I, going on with you? Well, you're not, you're not approved or what's going on. I fear for the FHA buyer. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, there, I think 
I think. Or we're going to have to, we're going to have to lobby. I mean, keep in mind, we were all in the business when they put in the no flip rule, right? Remember that? I think that happened in, do you guys remember it was like, was that like 07, 08? They paused it. They paused it. Yeah. Back, um, during foreclosures. During foreclosures, yeah. <clears throat> Until they added an, uh, an exemption. I actually looked up the rule the other day and looked up, I'm really researching the origins of the rule because I want to push legislation that adds for an exclusion for these purposes. Yep. Because I think this could uh, unfairly impact FHA buyers and 100% is not the intended um, goal of that right. rule. It already right? is. I mean, there, yeah. these these products are available to to people that are doing conventional loans, but you cannot do it with an FHA loan. And yeah. and and those are the ones that really need to get the house. Exactly. They need. <laughs> they're the just most. getting beat up they're right the, now. Yep. Yeah. They're the they're the uh, the new home or the or the new homeowners or the um, the people that never owned a home before and they're using an FHA product. Right. Yep. A lot of first-time so, homebuyers. And they're not able to get into the market. And that's I think that's kind of what you know that 60 Minutes thing was. And they hate, I can't get a house because I'm... Yeah, the 60-minute thing, though, is interesting how they were kind of shifting the blame to the, to the institutional buyers. And I don't quite see it that way. And that was why my point of, you know, only 2% of all of the homes are held institutionally. And I think that's going to grow. We're going to see that grow massively. I do, too. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we definitely have the power to help first-time home buyers already and something that we could do right now would be change the FHA flip rule, right? So think about all of the open door and the offer pad homes that first-time home buyers can't offer on initially. Well, that's something, you know, we, the, the National Association of Realtors, you know, lobbyists are obviously extremely strong, right? We've, we've fought through a lot of things through the years. This could be something that they absolutely could, you know, band together and, and solve, especially when it has the, um, you know, I an think, exception, like you just we stated. Could do it. We yeah. don't need to pass the buck to them. Like, we could do it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do it. Spearheaded. <laughs> oh, we're calling <laughs> ourselves out right here on. What's the date today? March 22nd. We are going to. We're declaring. We're going to take on FHA. Yes. We're going to try and get the flip rule change to add. Uh, in uh, the U.S. I, government. Not for everything. I think just <laughs> for, like, a relocation company that's that's buying the home for, or, like, the, like the lender, the, 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 right. Cash, right. the cash deal. Right. They're 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 trying to put them in a better position to compete with cash buyers, with investors. A right? relocation company is already a, an exception. Right. So but they don't view these guys these as guys relocation as companies. Relo companies right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the that is the issue. I mean, maybe a, maybe a way could be like, hey, if the house can't be bought and resold for more than 10 percent. Right? Why? Why? Why is the. FHA has got to be an rule in effect. Why did FHA put that rule in effect? For what I just said. Yeah. Because property, you know, people were coming and buying homes and then selling them at an unfairly, predatory. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Predatory, so, yeah. so if you're, so maybe they change the rule. It's, it's, um, if you are selling it for the exact same price that you bought it for, then there's no, there's no rule. Hmm. I mean, that would, that would work, right? I, yeah. It, on I, the, on it, the why surface, wouldn't it work? On the surface, it yeah. seems like it'd work. Yeah. So, hmm. Interesting things, you know, and especially because, you know, the other thing, the conversation around this that, you know, uh, just with a lot of lenders out there listening right now is I think that is a is a huge pressure is is mortgage brokers and mortgage bankers. Right. So bankers obviously have direct products such as lending their own money, things of that nature. Right. So like the homewards, the uh, accepts the um, uh, home lights you know, of the world, they're doing a lot of these become cash buyer programs because they're lending out their money in that circumstance, right? Whether it's what they have, you know, private debt lines and whatnot that they're doing in that. 
it's putting a lot of pressure, I think, on a lot of these private mortgage brokers that outsource all of their funding, you know, to originate from their, you know, from a wholesale lender and whatnot. So I, I like I said, I mean, it's obviously something we're already working on. Um, but I mean, I think that that's going to become a part of the future, very, very, very recent future where we're, these mortgage brokers are going to be empowered with the same type of products. And there's going to be base, essentially a wholesale product that's going to be the become a cash buyer, right? Yeah, that's what just I'm that whole it's process. A, it's, it's, a, it's just a financial instrument. Yep. Everyone's going to have it in the future. Well, I think Rich Barton saw the promised land and the promised land looked a lot like these become a cash buyer programs. And I think we're going to see Zillow pivot and offer these. It's the way of the future. I mean, if you're if you're financing a home and you can turn your offer to cash, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. I mean, it's uh, giving the certainty that the home seller is looking for, you know, I think it's just paramount and what's needed in today's size. And the, you know, the last little thought I'll throw in there is when you think about it, why is it that, you know, I mean, every consumer or home buyer has been like for years, why is it so much easier to buy a car, which now costs a ridiculous amount? You, you don't have to show as much documentation. It's just a much more streamlining process, a depreciating asset that moves. A house doesn't do any of those things. And so this actually almost brings that purchasing process a step closer to easier, less friction. I agree. Mm-hmm. All right, before we sign off, does... Keith have a deal of a week. Deal of the week. Oh, he has so many. Yeah. Yeah, So I got a couple of really cool stories to tell um, that happened really back to back. So we had a, a, his name's David. David and his wife were at a a sports game and the wife's friends had mentioned that they had just sold their house to, or gotten an offer from open door. And David's wife was like, oh, wow, really? Hmm, well, you should talk to my husband. He actually has this cash offer program, and he's a part of this, uh, I'm, he's a, a part of this uh, company called Zudilio, or, or a member of it. You should talk to him and see if he can help you out. So he reaches out to us. We get the circumstance, you know, um, you know of the open door offer. We take that to our partners and we were able to actually get an $8,000 higher offer. He presented that to his clients and we ended up putting the deal together. So think about that. He had nothing to do with that open door deal. So right? he wouldn't have got anything. He wouldn't have gotten anything. Nope. Just a just another agent in the industry that goes, ah, damn, another missed opportunity. Yep. That's it. And then, so because of being a member of Zudilio, now he had extra resources available to him. He put, he inserted himself. He competed. He mm. inserted himself back into the game. That's right. And, and beat him and made and, him more money. And, right. And so not only did his, his, his clients, oh, and by the way, they t- ended up taking the house as is. We're going to be closing here in a week. And uh, bam, they uh, are netting eight more thousand dollars. He's making a two and a half percent commission. Probably wow. more, probably more. Boom, than, boom, boom, and boom again. And then it was like a four hundred thousand dollar purchase price yep. too, right? And then a week, so quick, nine grand. It's less. probably more than eight thousand because. Oh wait, more than that? What am I saying? They took it as is. Open well, door yeah, I, I, you know, I don't remember if they did their quote unquote home inspection yet. So yeah. I'm not sure. Gotcha. But I doubt they would. Open door has. I mean, yeah. it's unlikely they would have taken it as is. Let's just say that. Right. Yeah. And then less than a week later. Uh, another uh, a member uh, has a cousin out in Utah 
they're actually not a Zudelio member yet. <laughs> so we typically don't do this, but because it's, you know, somebody that, you know, has done some deals, we said, okay, well, let's go ahead and, you know, help this person out. He knew some people. Another, another open door situation, right? We submit to a partner out there, offer comes in higher. The offer is actually going to go out today. And she's inserting herself into the deal when she had nothing to do with the open door deal. So now the homeowner is getting more money. The agent's making money. They're going to have representation. It's just going to be a much better experience. And now she's going to subscribe after that. So, um, cause they see the power of the system. So just, um, there, there's so many wins like that, right? I could pull up a, a list and probably name another 20 that's happened within the last 30 days. So that was in the those, last couple of days. Those, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so those are just powerful stories. Those are extra powerful stories, right? It's, 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 it, those are more powerful than somebody just, Hey, my Lost client wants business. a cash offer and cool. They, they took it. Those are neat stories too, because yep. that's the power of the system. Uh, but when, when you can com- genuinely compete with these big conglomerates, that's powerful. That's, well, that's power, baby. Power. <laughs> power. We're powering you yeah. up. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I mean, the power is obviously being able to have these value propositions so that you can engage in conversations that you never could before. It's right? all about pulling that Zudelio card. Right. Pull it out. <laughs> Pull it out. See, Pull it like, out. Yeah, see, all this, right. this Get is the business a, one way or the, the other. I got the exclusive member card here. So uh-huh. if, if you would like your exclusive Zudelio member card, be sure to visit Zudelio.com. You can watch a demo. You can see it in action. Or you could just um, reach out to us, and we'd be happy to connect with you. So make sure you like, follow, and subscribe. Thanks for listening. By the way, Open Door, we're not hating. We still love you. But, hey, it is what it is. We're still love you. you yeah. When we can. Peace. Love you.